0: Hello, hello, Mediaverse members, and welcome to Mediaverse Unwrapped, where we bring our non-toxic Facebook community of Marvel fans to life. I'm your host, Max Taft, and I'm joined by the KC to my Loki, Megan Spangler.
1: Welcome to this glorious episode.
0: On today's episode, we're breaking down what happened during the Loki Season 2 premiere, reading comments from our members of Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped, giving an update on new rock stars and their toxic ways, and so much more. Let's dive in.
1: Let's
0: go. Our first topic today, Loki Season 2, Episode 1, the premiere. I'm so excited. I've really enjoyed the first episode, and I just, I think this season is going to be amazing, just like Season 1 was. Uh, What did you think, Megan?
1: I thought the first episode was more exciting than the first season. So... (laughs) I, that was I was on the edge of my seat that entire time. It was nonstop moving. It was, it was anxiety inducing. I liked it.
0: Yeah. They, Definitely. Oh my god. Some of those. Yeah. Some of the things that happened in the episode gave me just me on the edge of my seat for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There. There's just there's so much going on. And Mobius, I I want him to adopt me, because he's just so. <laughs> He's just so supportive. <laughs> like I, he was just incredible. Know. Uh, OB was <laughs> fantastic. Oh yeah. And then Oh Lo- yes. I loved OB. I have to say that I think he is I, I don't trust him. I don't trust hmm. OB at all. And I can't put my finger on it, but there's many little things why I don't trust him.
0: So I know a lot of people have been saying that I've been hearing that a lot lately from different people who have been watching and giving their reactions that they don't trust him.
1: I thought I was alone in this. Okay, cool.
0: I'm I'm really excited for where this episode left us. I'm very very excited from where it began. Um, Just a quick little breakdown of the episode. So season one ended when Loki and Sylvie finally met he who remains the secret boss of the TVA aka Kang the Conqueror. A.K.A. whatever he's going by. Uh, he goaded Sylvie into killing him, but Loki tried to stop her. And so she kicked him through a time door back to the TVA and then murdered him, as Sylvie does. <laughs> so back at the TVA, Loki discovered things weren't as he left them. He noticed a big statue of Kang the Conqueror where the timekeepers used to be. And his pal Mobius didn't recognize him at all. In the season two premiere, we learned that this wasn't what we thought. Loki hadn't arrived in a new alternate version of the TVA that had come into existence because of what Sylvie did. Instead, he arrived at the same TVA before he had originally shown up there at the start of the series. And then he disappears and reappears back in the old TVA <laughs> with the people who know him. Before long, though, he disappears again and pops in another era of the TVA. This keeps happening. He goes back and forth between where he belongs and some other time period. Ouroboros, a new character played by Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom and everything everywhere all at once star, Hui Kwan who has apparently been keeping everything running for eons with no appreciation from his bosses or any of his co-workers, calls this phenomenon time-slipping. Ouroboros, or Obi, says this shouldn't be possible in the TVA, which exists outside of time and thus has no past or future. But it also is clearly happening, as Obi acknowledges. What changed to make this possible? No explanation is given in this episode. Fortunately, Ob is a super genius and he knows how to fix Loki. They need to make use of the temporal loom, which is a gigantic physical device that controls the actual flow of time, to lock Loki into his present. But there's a problem. The loom is breaking down under the stress of all the new timeline branches popping up, so they don't have much time to pull this off. But of course they do, right at the buzzer. Loki and the TVA live to fight another day, and we have a pile of Easter eggs and potential teases to mull over until we get another episode next week. So... Let's dive in, shall we, Megan?
1: Let's do it. So, Loki was introduced to Ouroboros, or Ob, seemingly explaining the Loki Season 2 Episode 1 title, which is Ouroboros. However, it has a deeper meaning than simply referencing the lovable new TVA agent. In the real world, Ouroboros is a circular symbol often depicting a snake or a dragon devouring its own tail to signify endless cycle of destruction and rebirth. Given the events of Loki Season 2, I know, and Episode 1, this seems fitting while also propping up Quan's OB to have a major role in the upcoming season. Also, fun fact, in Norse mythology, Ouroboros is depicted as a... So that's a word I don't think I can say with my (laughs) mouth. I don't... uh,
0: Jormungandr.
1: Oh no. Close There's enough. More con- <laughs> There's more consonants than vowels in it, people. Or you can call it the world serpent, who is large enough to coil around the entire world. The world serpent is also Loki's child in Norse mythology.
0: Ooh. Hmm.
1: So that's weird and cool at the same time
0: that is weird but you know what i love how they they continue to tie in like the norse mythology and like all like the asgard stuff they never yeah. like let us forget where he comes from even though he's in this entirely new storyline and this new place i love how they keep bringing it back and like you know making him Ouroboros. i mean obviously there's a ton tied to it in like myths and legends so i mean it could be hinting at a lot more to come for this character which is exciting
1: Absolutely. I love that. I I love that they're tying in the mythology with it. I always love that aspect Mm. of Loki and Thor and Odin. I think it's, I think it's really cool. So cool. So moving on at 16 minutes and 36 seconds, I checked it myself. You can see a mural (laughs) in front of Loki and Mobius. What's cool about this mural is that it features the comic book depiction of Kang the Conqueror, purple and green suit. It should, it's, the exact one it's perfect so if you're interested go check that out
0: i thought that was so cool that they actually showed like the real like mural of kang like fighting his variants and like it was in plain sight the whole time like it was just there and like nobody was ever questioning it
1: yeah i i was staring at it and i had to pause it a few times because like what is going on there because you know now when we watch a mcu Mm -hmm. project we're not watching for the plot we're watching to see where's the Easter eggs. So yeah. that's what I was doing. I had to watch it twice. Moving on, when Loki sees Casey waxing the floor, Casey is listening to a clip from the Staying Awake podcast, which is the clip Stephen Grant was also listening to in Moon Knight's first episode. Thank you, The Direct, for what? pointing that out. Yeah. I didn't notice it either.
0: Ooh. So, that's so cool. I didn't even realize that. I'm have going to I yeah. watch it tonight, but that's that's amazing. Well, I love yeah. those little tie-ins. Ooh. Hats off to you, The Direct. Thank you.
1: <laughs> As Loki, OB, Mobius, and B-15 make it to the temporal loom, the camera zooms in on the door to the TVA's center. Interestingly, the door has an mm. X in the middle of both sides, which the camera looms on for a while. It was a long while. Like, it was too long. It was. I don't think we're reaching. This is an Easter egg to the entrance to Cerebro from the X-Men movies with the design for both looking eerily similar, something that is likely no accident given the promising future of the mutants.
0: I I love this. As soon as I saw the door and I saw how it had that X shape on it, I was like, uh-uh. Something, yeah, right? X-Men related here. I can smell it. I can smell it. And then the way, the way it opened. Yes.
1: You picked the one thing mm-hmm. that's in damn near every X-Men movie. Yup. You, you know what you were doing. And also, if you think about it, like, if the mutants were involved in the MCU right now, you can't tell me that the TVA wouldn't be using Cerebro. Yeah.
0: So. I have, like, a crazy theory about this. I, have a, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to piece it together, but I, I have a feeling that this that somehow Kang ripped this door design off from <laughs> the X-Men I mean, it, it's it's impossible that in this, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We're I'm working on it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. But I'm really excited for this.
1: <laughs> I could see him just making uh, a small comment, like, I saw that design of door somewhere else. Like, if he just, like, a slight hint, like, that he did steal mm-hmm. the idea, then you're like, oh, it's X-Men. But then you're like, oh, it's not. Like, that would be pretty. I would like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Me too. So...
1: Moving on, when Loki finds himself in the past TVA, he plays an audio recording from a device on the wall. The voice is clearly Jonathan Major's He Who Remains. Interestingly, he recorded, the recording captures him thanking the TVA's Ravona Renslayer for her help in his victory during the multiverse war, in which countless Kangs all battled and almost destroyed time itself. Whether she remembers this period in her life and what it means for the future is yet to be seen. In the comics, Kang loved her and hoped to marry her, but Ravona didn't reciprocate his feelings. As with all comic books, their relationship got pretty complicated, and eventually she took a gunshot meant for Kang, fell into a coma after realizing that she did love him.
0: Aww. That's kind of sweet. <laughs> she
1: she. <laughs> into a coma
0: that's so crazy i mean
1: ah, she got know. shot
0: She's so cute
1: like i will say that recording that was definitely like bedroom talk recording they sounded yeah as soon as it started playing i was like oh my he who remains is this how you talk to
0: all the girls it felt very intimate very intimate mm-hmm. you know oh, it my is
1: god i could listen to him in that voice name the symptoms <laughs> of chronic diarrhea, and I'd be fine.
0: Oh, God.
1: Yeah, it was just so good. He needs to keep that up.
0: Well, well, Jonathan Majors, if you're looking for a side gig, I'm sure there's plenty of medicine commercials that could use your voiceover work to make their <laughs> products seem a little bit better.
1: You can't tell me if, like, if you needed an antidepressant and that was the voice on the TV, you'd be like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. That's
0: the I'm one. I'm already feeling better. <laughs> uh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's already working. <laughs> but uh, no, I love the recording. I thought that was so cool. Um, I love just like the like the aesthetic of this show, right? Because like that whole recording panel they had on the wall, like it was just so like 1960s, like modern. Like it was, I don't know. I thought it was so cool. I love the vibe of this show so much. Um, I did I thought, too. I don't know. I just thought that aesthetically it was so cool but also like recording itself obviously very juicy especially when loki rewinds and he hears a judge Renslayer on there i mean this opens up so many different possibilities as to what she could have been playing at this entire time i mean was she did she always know that it was him is she just pretending that she believed in the timekeepers like was she dipping at the end of loki season one because she knew that they were going to about to come for her and ask her all these questions i mean so much to unpack with just that and it was barely anything i feel like so i'm i'm really excited it was a great tease for the rest of the season
1: it was and i feel like that i feel like the way they were talking definitely confirmed like there there's something there in the show between them and i want to see that yeah. prosper oh yeah so
0: yes i mean he said oh will you rule time with me or whatever what did he say I something know. like that like will you rule the timeline with me and i was like yes i mean wait <laughs>
1: I was like i'll say yes if she says no
0: <laughs> girl move over i'll say yes me pick me <laughs>
1: <laughs> i volunteers <as> tribute <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely i mean it's, yeah. it's, it's gonna be interesting let's i mean they're definitely hinting at a uh, possible romantic relationship kind of like the comics so i'm i'm really interested to see i mean did he just like maybe she didn't Uh, love him back and that he like was like okay i'm just gonna erase your mind and make you the judge of this entire thing and you won't know who you are (laughs) i mean who knows let's see what happens
1: i mean either way i really want to see a lovesick king i want to see what that looks like
0: yeah me too
1: the next one one of the more memed aspects of loki's character in the mcu is his endless amount of hair flips In Loki Season 2, Episode 1, this continues in abundance. After every time slip, Loki dramatically flips his hair over the shoulder. Given the countless time slips shown in Loki Season 2, Episode 1, Loki's extra over-the-top dramatic tendencies continue. I felt this one was very important to keep in. This one means a lot to me. (laughs) I just love it. I know.
0: <laughs> so I, I love Loki's extra. I love his. I love the fact that he's so extra and like flamboyant, and he just doesn't like. He, he just does his own thing, and I think it's great. And I mean, props to Tom Hiddleston because obviously he probably had to do like a million takes and like flipping yeah. that wigged hair over because it's not his real hair. That's he doesn't have hair that long right now. Oh. Um, having to do that with a wig and make it look so convincing, like that was mm-hmm. really good because I would have made it fly off my head.
1: <laughs> I know, and like. We all went through the scene or emo phase where you had the side bangs. You guys remember how much hurt <laughs> when you did it a little too much. Oh
0: that... God!
1: <laughs> like just it...
0: giving yourself whiplash.
1: Yes, I've done it many times, but you know it, it does <laughs> it does take confidence for what Tom Hiddleston is doing with Loki, and we stand a confident king. So or in <laughs> ah. In the mid-credit scene, we finally get to see what's going on with Sylvie. She's in 1982 in a town called Broxton, Oklahoma, where she visits a McDonald's and expresses a desire to try everything. Broxton is a real place in our world, though it's so small and rural that it's unincorporated. But Broxton's real claim to fame is as a site of new asgard in marvel comics new asgard is in norway mm. in the mcu though so using broxton here is likely just a little fun joke about sylvie who is as she is Asgardian, making her her own little asgard at that mcdonald's now that she thinks her life's quest has wrapped up so i thought that was a really cool shout out to the comics
0: I agree. I, I love that they did that. I mean, I think it's so cool. I mean, it makes it kind of makes sense, like, when you think about why they changed New Asgard's location to actual Norway. I mean, you'd think that people who, ide- like, you know, like, the you know, Asgardians as gods would love to have them in their country there, you know? So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. But I think yeah. it's cute that they threw this in, like, this little Broxton, Oklahoma, Easter egg from the comics. You know, it is yeah. kind of like what you said, like, it is kind of like her own little New Asgard at the McDonald's, and yeah, I'm just I'm so excited. I'm so happy that they they gave us a little like credit scene because I was just I was expecting the episode to end and I was just vibing with the end credits music <laughs> and like looking at the end credits. I was just bopping along and then all of a sudden the scene came up. I had no idea. I didn't expect it. I was like, whoa! I was floored. I loved it. I was so happy.
1: I know. I I didn't think it was gonna happen either. I was just too lazy to change it. And then it went to the scene. And I was like, oh,
0: hmm.
1: laziness paid off for me today. But it was <laughs> it was just so it was i because the last season it was good but it just dragged on for me so i found it boring this one mm-hmm. huh, they heard me the marvel gods listened to me and gave me this and it was so nice of them because it was so needed after secret invasion like it's uh, i'm
0: oh just my so god, excited
1: yes. good god tom hilston Ugh, yeah. kills it as usual no surprise Oh my
0: god his acting is just so superb he he's truly just like an actor like you know there's certain people out there in hollywood that they're just like you know a pretty face and they can kind of get by like reading lines and can kind of do their best but they're not like real deal like actors that you would want to see like doing like real performances tom hiddleston i feel like is is a true um actor he's a he's truly in love with his craft i feel like i could honestly watch tom hiddleston do like live plays like in Broadway productions and stuff like he he really just loves to perform and you can tell Mm -hmm. that with this character because Loki by nature is a performer right Mm -hmm. he's just a performer he loves putting on airs he loves and you can tell Tom loves that about this character and he's just so phenomenal he brings the emotion you can really connect to when Loki is getting emotional and it's just it's all Tom Tom does a fantastic job
1: he does when at the beginning of the episode when Loki told Mobius don't you remember me? I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Loki. Oh my God. Like he really did make me feel something there. It was like, and Mobius, I, I'm not even an Owen Wilson fan, but God, who would have thought those two would have such good chemistry? Who would have
0: thought? I know. How
1: random that is.
0: I, you're so right. my
1: Lord. But the show was, there was a lot of stuff I still don't get, but I'm sure will be answered. Like who is calling the phone
0: yeah okay let's discuss yeah. that scene for <laughs> just like let's 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 dive into that really quickly okay that whole scene <clears throat> was weird it seemed like there was definitely some timey-wimey shenanigans going on like there, are like another loki is there you know there i think there's some there's gonna be more context to this scene as we go along the season i think it's gonna be one of those scenes where they go back and explain why the phone's ringing why sylvia's trying to get out of that elevator and why you know she's looking for him in the first like there's gonna be why is she there all these questions are gonna get answered soon i think in the next few episodes but i love it when they do this they set us up we have no idea what's going on and then they like break it down later on and it all makes sense i just i love when that storytelling device is used um i know i kept saying that's what was gonna happen with secret invasion but this time i really think so guys <laughs> i really think this time it's gonna be like you're going to get like an aha moment where you see why the phone was ringing. Like, I think, I don't know, all these different things are going to line up and make sense down the line. Yeah, for um, sure. But so crazy. So emotional because this particular scene, one observation that I made was, if you think about it, Sylvie is so happy to see him. Like she's acting like nothing's wrong. Like, Oh, I was looking for you. Like, where'd you go? You Very, know, and, and all of a sudden he just gets like pruned. He gets yeah. pruned again in right in yeah. front of her, like which is exactly what happened last season. So it's just like, Sylvie's gonna need a therapist, definitely, after all this. I feel like
1: I feel like there's multiple Loki's and Sylvies working together. And I feel like we just saw Sylvie's variant. I hope so. And Tom uh, not Tom, Loki's variant's running around somewhere, causing mischief.
0: Doing what they do best.
1: But so OB. OB, the lovable, most lovable thing I love I've ever seen. I don't trust him. So why does his memory go farther back than everyone else's he says there is no old tva Mm. but how is he able to remember loki coming back but everyone else has had their memories wiped why wasn't his
0: oh wow megan that's a really good observation i didn't even think about that yeah it's he was
1: just he was just too helpful
0: it was you're right because when oh my god when you think about it like Loki's time slipping back to a point where Kang was the ruler of the TVA openly. There was no timekeeper facade. There was no lies. Everyone seemed to know who he was, who was in charge. That's the point where Loki keeps going back to. That's the point where he meets Obi. And yet Obi's memories are transferring to him in the future as Loki is speaking to him in the past with no interruption. If Kang had wiped his memory... He wouldn't be remembering that. Wow, that's so true.
1: Because when I saw it, I was like, I I liked how they had, you know, the memories like transferring. I really liked that setup. Some people call it lazy writing. Me too. But I loved it. I loved it. I was like, why does he remember that? That doesn't make sense to me. And I have not seen one other person bring it up. And I'm confused. But there's just, there's something about him. He's just too lovable. He's just too good. Also, like, there's just little little things I have so many questions about. Like Mobius, when he was writing skin. Out of all words, he wrote skin.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I think that these little clues, like this shifting from future to past, is all going to come up again, like I said before. We're we're leaving clues for the future people to find and vice versa um i don't know i think that i'm just so excited for this whole series i do agree with what you said about ob i think there's more to his character than it's being let on they've all, they've stayed very secretive they let us know that ki hui kwan was going to be in the show but they kind of have been very vague about for how long how many episodes like what his role is and i think that he's going to be a bigger part than we think and 100%. at first i was like all gung ho i was like oh he's so he's so cute he's just this like little nerdy guy working in this office and then when he was like oh yeah i wrote this tva guidebook i was like "Eh, red flag right there he wrote the tva handbook
1: okay yeah so what if okay this is weird what if him and miss minutes same? what if him and miss minutes are the same person because did we see miss minutes (laughs) like think about it no
0: we did not see miss minutes this this episode which i was disappointed at i love miss minutes
1: What if he's controlling Miss Minutes to do his bidding, and he's just the disgruntled employee that no one came to visit?
0: That's that's quite the conspiracy. That would be that he's catfishing everyone. He's pretending to be this like little southern like clock, (laughs) and he's really like (laughs) this like older Asian man working in like an office.
1: (laughs) I love her so. I wore orange today just for her, but yeah, I. Aww. Yeah.
0: I wore green today. We love Miss Minutes on our Twitter. Or, at, or on our ex at Mediaverse She, I, I'm always tweeting back and forth with uh, the Miss Minutes TVA account. I am too. It, it's just the best. So much
1: fun. <laughs> I am too. <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: So I, I'm really excited for the next episode. I, I think it's going to be insane.
0: I am too. I am too. I mean, one thing I, I didn't mention before, but I want to mention now is about the whole post or mid credit scene thing with uh, Sylvie. Um, I like the fact that that we didn't get much of Sylvie in the episode and they gave us like oh like what's going on with Sylvie where is she and they kind of showed us where she ended up after the events of last season the finale Um, at McDonald's of all places but you know it makes sense when in that moment where she kind of looks around the restaurant and she kind of like takes a breath and realizes like oh my god this is the first time in my life since I was a small child that I don't have to be on the run or worried yeah. about like getting killed or having to be in an apocalypse where everything around me is constantly being destroyed. Everyone's dying and constantly. I can actually like take a second and like live my life. She looked to a couple who's kissing or, you know, being canoodly at the McDonald's. She looks over and sees yeah. like people hanging out with their friends. You know, she's like, I want to try everything. And I, I was just like, Oh my God. Yes, girl. You need to try everything. Live your best life. That post
1: credit scene had no business going that hard. That
0: it went deep. Mm-hmm. It
1: did, because I was like, "Oh, here I was still laughing that she didn't want to eat with something something with a face on it." But now yeah, it went it went pretty deep. Mm-hmm. That I, I I'm really glad they gave it us did. something of Sylvie, and she wasn't in the main episode because I feel like that would have been way too much.
0: Yeah. It would have been a lot in one. Um, I'm glad they kind of stuck with the TVA and Loki and his time slipping thing. Um, yeah. But I will say one thing that I did notice. I don't know if you caught this, Megan. But at the scene where Loki sees Sylvie, like, crawling out of the elevator. Like, oh, my God, this thing's stuck. Like, where have you been? Yeah. He looks at her and you can see a tear. Oh He's my God. so happy to see her. He cries. Oh Tom Hiddleston amazing. That. Like, just fantastic.
1: Fantastic. Oh, that's...
0: You can see him tearing up and then he gets pruned like of course so of
1: course (laughs) usual
0: the usual yeah i
1: feel like there's so many things in this episode that's going to come back we're not even thinking about like like mobius's suit that had the a missing from tva i was like that means something has to mean something Mm -hmm. so like i look at every Mm -hmm. single thing because it's loki you never know
0: yeah exactly exactly and it's marvel you never know i mean all the easter eggs <laughs> they love to hide in plain sight and like trick us and tease us and use and abuse us <laughs> the I audience know. they love doing okay. that and it, it. they do it's i love it i love it though i i live for it <laughs> but same yeah i think this show in particular is going to be one that before the finale we're going to want to rewatch all the episodes because absolutely it's going to all click i'm telling you
1: i um, i agree <laughs>
0: on our loki season two discussion thread we grabbed some comments from our members of Mediaverse comics unwrapped on facebook and here's what they had to say about the episode starting off with kayla who says man all i can say is episode one has me very excited for the rest of the season seeing loki time slip was very cool as well towards the end i was literally screaming at my phone like come on loki you can make it <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Every Thursday will be very exciting. And I hope we get a post credits with every episode. Yes, Kayla, I first agree. Of,
1: first of all, I love you, Kayla. <laughs> You're one of my favorite members. <laughs> um, yes, I <laughs> highly agree with her. Like, on the edge of my seat, like, I don't think I can get through this episode. I'm going to pass out. Yeah. They really had us going the entire time. That
0: whole know. scene where Mobius is in that suit, trying to get loki out of the timeline and like you know obi's like oh we have to close it Moby's we have to close it he's out of time and and is like wait just a second i know he'll make it and i'm like oh my god is he gonna make it like i was dying i that one had me like uh, that one had me anxious I, that was yeah. one of the scenes where i was like oh my god what's happening is loki gonna make it like it was yeah
1: like usually totally in agree. those scenes in a show or a movie you're like oh he'll make it it's a show and this one i was like i don't think he's gonna make yeah. it yeah holy shit i don't think it's happening
0: yeah you never know you never know
1: i could see it not working it's the multiverse he runs into another loki that exactly. just helps him like you just don't know they pulled that off so freaking yes well. and mobius kept his skin that's all i asked.
0: i know <laughs> mobius was so concerned about his skin being peeled off that was that was really funny i love that
1: it was fair fair thing to be afraid of
0: oh my god my favorite part of the episode when Mobius and Loki are in that elevator and Loki's like, I thought you said the time slipping didn't look that bad. And Mobius is like, <laughs> it looks terrible. What do you think? And there's like some random woman in the corner and she's like, uh. That's,
1: that's the thing. They handled humor pristinely. Like it was perfect. It wasn't overdone. Yes. It wasn't too less. It was perfect. That's how you do it, Marvel. Fire mm-hmm. Kai Wat... Oh, the Thor 4 director... And these people are the ones you want to stick with because they get it. Yeah, incredible. Yes,
0: I loved it. I loved it. Uh, moving on, Mia said, "Can we talk about Ravona and Kang on the audio tape? Definitely, Ravona and Kang. I need like a steamy love story. So I agree with what you I, said yeah, for sure.
1: I definitely need like a lifetime family movie of their love lives. I want, I want it all. Oh God, <laughs> like all of it. I don't care. I need it."
0: <laughs> definitely I need something. I need I need more. I just definitely need more. Yeah. All right, and moving on to our last one, a member that goes by Kong says, just got to say I love Ki Hui Kwang. Great to see him act in more stuff. Absolutely, I totally agree. Oh my god, what a performance in this episode. Um Obi is definitely one of my new favorite characters even if he does end up being bad like ah oh god, Ki Hui Kwang I'm so happy to see he's having this resurgence after so many years uh, because he deserves it. He's so good. His enthusiasm is contagious. He's just, just, he's just delightful. I, that's the best word I can say. He's just delightful on screen. I love watching
1: this him. Is, this is just the year of these types of actors getting what they deserve, like him, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. There's other ones, but I can't remember on the spot. But I'm just so freaking happy for him. Like, and he rightfully got the part, and he's incredible
0: i'm so happy he's being brought into marvel i hope if if his character is doing what megan and i think he's doing that he sticks around for longer than just this season i don't want to see him be a one-season wonder i want to see him continue um definitely in cahoots with kang i think so or can't he... wait to see where that goes
1: what if he's a kang what if he's a loki oh my god oh my god
0: mm, oh my god what a twist i'm actually yeah. a kang barian ha ha You're like, what <laughs>
1: You never, like, think something and you know in your head you're like, that's what's going to keep me up tonight. I am not sleeping. It's that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: These Marvel conspiracies, they just get us every time.
1: Killing me, man. Killing <laughs> me. All right, guys. So it was very fun talking about Loki. We could talk about it all day, but we got to move on. So you've all been keeping up with the new rock stars thing. After we released our last episode exposing new rock stars and their toxicity, we received so much support from our incredible listeners. Thank you all so much for your kind words and support and the fight to end toxicity in the fandoms. With that said, we have an interesting update. After we called them out for their treatment of coworkers, ex coworkers, creators, all of them, we still haven't heard back from new rock stars despite our numerous attempts. And when I say numerous, I. It's a lot. But what we we did find something very interesting. A group member let us know that in their recent Ahsoka breakdown video, they actually cited a source. And after going so, so long stealing content and claiming it as their own, they cited one source. This is a step in the right direction. I truly hope that they continue on this path of supporting creators and not claiming others' content as their own. While it's a step in the right direction, it still is a very tiny one. After all the toxicity they've shown others, they have a lot to make up for. And we will not stop until there's a complete change in them. So to new rock stars, don't make this a one-off of citing sources just to discredit us because we will be watching. Mm. Make this the norm, support creators because you could be changing someone's life just by giving them the credit they deserve try taking accountability for all the pain and trauma you've caused the people who you've worked with and are currently working with. I don't expect an apology to be made to us or those people because that would be admitting that you were wrong. But the very, very Mm. least you could do is ensure that the toxic behavior will not continue in your company. You can say all day that isn't happening, but don't forget, Eric, we have receipts. So we will be watching and reporting. I know you see all the messages and tweets and tags and emails I've personally sent you Eric and new rock stars and the break room. So, you know, very well, I don't have any plans to let up on this.
0: Well, couldn't have said it better myself. I don't know. I have no comments, no comments on that.
1: I hope they keep doing it. I, I truly I hope so do. Too. Because if they show that they're changing their ways and they're getting better and, really supporting other people they show that they're supporting other creators will support it will be less of a competition it shouldn't be a competition we all like the same stuff let's all like it together yeah. let's su- bring each other up support each other it-
0: absolutely
1: we don't look at other podcasts or marvel podcasts or marvel groups we don't look at them and think we just want them to fail we want to do better we want to be the best we're doing all this that makes no sense i want to collaborate I want to work with other people. Yes. I want to, I want us to all thrive. It just it makes no sense to make it a competition to me. I totally agree. Yeah. So that's your update people.
0: Uh, I don't know. I just I just will say I find it very interesting that um he decided to <laughs> do that right after our last episode <laughs> where we called them out for doing the exact opposite. Listen, I mean, I appreciate that He's trying, I guess, to to give credit where credit's due. Um, so let's just see. Let's see if it continues. I don't know. All right. So moving on, Agatha, Daredevil, Ironheart, date changes, tons of date changes again. Marvel Studios loves to play around with their release dates. It's just getting I'm getting whiplash Marvel. We need to lock it in and and stick with it. Uh Per The Direct, we have new dates for Agatha, whatever the new title of the show is this week. Uh, Daredevil, Born Again, and Ironheart. These came from the United States copyright filing submitted by Marvel Studios. The filing lists that date as approximate. So this could be right on the money, or again, it it could drop a little early or a little later or be changed altogether again. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. But as of right now, the dates we have are Daredevil, Born Again, Coming January 2025, which wow feels like forever. Um, <laughs> Iron Heart coming September 3rd, 2025. Agatha, the Darkhold Diaries title pending, <laughs> will be coming September 19th, 2024. We also got the synopsis for the first episode of Agatha Darkhold Diaries, which reads: In the first episode, we see Agatha Harkness, portrayed by Catherine Hahn, finally break out of the spell she has been trapped in. She can't wait to go back to her old murderous ways, only to find that she is powerless. The only way forward for her is to embark on a perilous quest to get her powers back with the help of an unlikely friend or two. Hmm.
1: This sounds
0: good. Sounds juicy. It does sound good.
1: It's only the first episode synopsis, so does that mean she has powers in the rest of the show and just not the first episode?
0: I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that they're, you know, getting her out of Wanda's spell in the first episode, but then I guess it may, makes sense. They kind of have to get that addressed right up and then they can, un- you know, unpack everything else. I don't know. This this could be going a million different ways. All I'll tell you about these all these dates is that I'm very um, surprised because it feels like they, they've been filming... I think they filmed some of Daredevil already. I mean, I remember seeing yeah. set photos of like showing Wilson Fisk stuff. Well, I know they've to... filmed uh, mo- most of Ironheart, so it's just crazy. And uh, Iron Agatha, Heart, too.
1: Ironheart was finished filming, but that wasn't supposed to take the longest. The uh, visual effects was what, what was going to take the longest to do. I guess Ironheart needs mm-hmm. the most. Daredevil, they started, but then, if you'll remember, Daredevil was the one show that kept getting shut down by the writer strike before oh, the actor strike happens.
0: Yes, you're right.
1: And they're mm-hmm. also neither Ironheart or Daredevil are done with the first episode, or we would have gotten the synopsis with those as well. So yeah, mm, it, I mean, two years for Ironheart—that sucks. Two whole it years. It seems
0: like forever. I mean, God, like especially because the show is finished filming. I mean, if it was still filming or if there was some kind of held up or if the show had been, you know, caught up in the writer's strike, I would get it. But I mean, it makes sense what you're saying about the visual effects. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I've seen them pump out in films like much faster. Like I remember Agreed. No Way Home. I feel like they were filming it and then it released like not even a, a year apart. Like it was like yeah. less than a year. So for this to be 2025 seems like a lot. Um, I mean, I, granted it is, you know, multiple episodes, but I don't know.
1: The only way it makes sense to me is if they have new plans to bring Ironheart into another MCU project in between her show coming out. Mm -hmm. That's the only way this makes sense. Because two whole years, absolutely not. There's no way. Something else is going on. you got to think. like They said that they were making the show, and then we got rumors that it was done filming, and we never got anything else about the show. They have been so stupidly quiet. So there's, there's all, there's something going on with the show and I don't know what it is, but it makes me really nervous because I'm really excited the for it.
0: The only thing that I can think of about this, it, it came off of something that you said about the visual effects. Mm-hmm. I know that recently Disney and Marvel both had their VFX artists like start unionizing. Ooh. So I'm wondering if, I mean, obviously Ironheart is going to be a show. I mean, from what we know about it, we know there's going to be some magical elements. We know there's, it's obviously going to be a like a big portion of revolving around Riri Williams and her, you know, um, Iron Man-esque suits that she's building a lot of that is all CGI especially the flight scenes and all that so I mean the only thing I can think of is maybe because of the the unionization of the VFX artists they're like we're not going to be like pounding the pavement for you guys anymore you need to give us certain timelines on how we can get these projects done so that we're not constantly under a crunch so maybe that's part of it maybe it's taking a long time because it's so CGI heavy and you know the VFX artists are tired of being overworked I don't know
1: well, then you also have Bob Iger who wants to completely change how they put out content on Disney Plus in general. So, I don't know. Yeah. Something's weird, and we're never going to get confirmation on it ever. So Marvel, <laughs> I know it's true. <laughs> it's so annoying. I hate it, but I also like it, but also hate it. All right, so we have tea time with Max and Megan. Max, would you like to take us off?
0: I would love to, Megan. <laughs> so, first cup of tea. We're drinking. Tickets for the Marvels will go on sale today, October 10th. So if this is the reminder you needed, go buy your tickets. You know it's going to be a good one. You know the theater's going to sell out. You're not going to get your favorite seat.
1: Goodness gracious. Hmm. Movie theaters are dying. So our next piece of tea, which this was surprising to me. Marvel will be bringing its Disney Plus special presentation, Werewolf by Night, to two U.S. cities for a live concert event. Fans will be able to watch the special directed by Michael Giacchino with its score played live, making it the first Disney Plus released MCU project to receive this treatment. The concert will be making its way to Minnesota, Washington, D.C., right around Halloween. Pretty random places, but okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't get it. What the heck? (laughs) I mean, this is really cool, and I mean, if it does well, I think that they'll probably turn it into, like, one of those touring events, kind of like how Star Wars does, like, their um, scoring concerts, Um, but really random, Minnesota and Washington, D.C., hmm, I wonder why they chose those places.
1: You think they're going to, like, they're, I don't know if this is a stupid question, so I'm going to trust all you people to not make fun of me. You think it's going to be in, like, black and white, (laughs) like, the stage and all that? Imagine they made it all black and white. That Uh would be insane insane
0: that would be cooler i would like that better i think
1: i think i would too yeah i'd have to see that but they didn't give anything else just around halloween like halloween is like
0: yeah 20 days so okay don't stress (laughs) me i can't i haven't picked (laughs) up my costume i haven't decorated yet i'm like so behind my
1: god you have i i've been decorated since like august
0: it's been a busy time i'm the king it's of halloween busy. usually but this this year has escaped me i just I'm, i will get it though don't worry i will get it okay good stay that's, tuned that's
1: all we, that's all we ask
0: <laughs> moving on to our next piece of news in an interview with variety marvel studios production and development executive and loki producer kevin wright revealed one of the goals that the disney plus series is pushing towards he said i don't want to yeah i think The sun shining on Loki and Thor, once again, has always been the priority of the story we're telling. But for that meeting to really be fulfilling, we have to get Loki to a certain place emotionally. I think that's been the goal of these two seasons. Yes, I'm so happy that they said this. This is amazing. That's like what I I wanted so bad. Like, oh, I need Thor and Loki to reunite. I need it.
1: I know. I know. But I I need a more serious Thor to meet Loki. Like why does Loki have to be emotionally stable? Thor Thor's not doing so hot. Whatever. That's that's just I'm still mad about Love and Thunder.
0: I know. It, <laughs> I know. I I just <laughs> I hope that it's I mean I I think my what I'm envisioning for the reunion is going to be Thor punching Loki in the face because <laughs> this time he stayed dead for too long and then they're going to hug and Thor might cry and I really I really hope that Thor shows him the tattoo like I that's like that's the one thing Marvel if you're listening please just have Thor show Loki the tattoo it can be in the background of a shot just Tom Hiddleston's face surprised like I don't care I just I just need confirmation that Loki has seen the tattoo that's
1: it that's I think it. it'll be like Loki <laughs> bare minimum
0: axi-
1: I think Loki accidentally sees the tattoo and neither of them talk about it ever they just Loki knows
0: I will, I'll take it
1: yeah, and care. Thor probably like has no idea Loki knows, and he tries to hide the tattoo. I think Thor will punch Loki in the face, and Loki will be like, stop. I'm not the Loki you know. And he's like, what does that mean? He's like, I'm a variant. And Thor's like, what? <laughs> so huh? I, I, He's like, <laughs> okay. He's like, that means nothing to me, but all right. So I think that would be kind of, uh, it, it would you be a very so. funny way. Yeah, right. I mean, would you believe Loki after he made a snake attack you? I wouldn't.
0: No. Mm-mm.
1: So, that's just...
0: I wouldn't, I, but... I,
1: I'm would, i curious how that He's a mischievous work. scamp.
0: Pro- we know this. That's
1: true. Probably Secret Wars. I'm thinking about it. I'm just assuming Ooh. everyone's there.
0: That would be a perfect place. I just don't... Yeah. I I just... My concern with that is I just hope that this gets the correct amount of spotlight that it should especially after you know building loki up in a series having thor continue in the films they're separate now if in secret wars that's their first time meeting up after loki died in endgame Mm -hmm. i just hope that it gets the proper amount of attention they don't because it's going to be such a big film you know with so many different people so many different narratives that need to be told this needs to be like addressed Mm -hmm. and like given the proper spotlight is all i'm saying
1: agreed agreed 100 percent A new poster in the Marvels in China revealed that the Captain Marvel sequel will be released there under the title Captain Marvel 2, not the Marvels. They've done this before. They did it with uh, Wakanda Forever. They changed it to, I think it was Long Live Wakanda. I need them to stop. Yeah, I I need them to stop. The the titles are great. Making everyone confused.
0: I know. That's so. it's so interesting when they do that for certain like markets in certain countries. They'll change the title, I guess, for whatever reason. I don't know. It's yeah. interesting. They're, instead of calling it the Marvels, they're calling it Captain Marvel 2. I mean, I don't know. What if
1: people in China go and they're like, I'm a huge Captain Marvel fan, but I can't stand the other two. And they go and it's <laughs> it's the Marvels, not Captain Marvel 2. And they're like, I thought I was just getting a mostly Carol movie. Like That's false advertisement, I think. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but. I think that's false I advertisement.
0: I don't know. I guess they're like close enough. Maybe people will associate this with the original more and they'll understand. I don't know. That's, I don't know. It's weird.
1: I don't know. It's, it's all weird. It's, it's, just, it's just weird. Weird time.
0: <laughs> it is a weird time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap on Mediaverse Unwrapped. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, you can follow me everywhere at his name is Max.
1: Follow me on Twitter, X, at MeganMeganista.
0: Join our non-toxic Facebook group, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. Follow our public Facebook page, Mediaverse Plus. Follow us everywhere at MediaverseCU on all your socials. Our new episodes premiere Tuesdays everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Thanks for tuning in and goodbye for now.
1: Don't forget to cite your damn sources.